Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This podcast is a journey through Transformers from the beginning of the animated series with two old friends coming at it from different perspectives. Together, we will go episode by episode with the occasional extra to look at how the show holds up or if it is a trap of nostalgia. We'll be looking at all things involved in the episode, whether there were real-world factors that crept into the writing or if the episode was typical afternoon cartoon fodder. I'm Evan, I'm the lifelong fan, I'm familiar with pretty much all aspects of the franchise and the fandom, and uh, Ed here is familiar with Transformers, but it was really nothing something he was, not something he was into when he was younger, so uh, thanks so much for being here today, and Ed, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, as I said in the Discord, I got a new mic finally, and uh, I, I feel like David Letterman uh, here, I have this uh, cool mic on my desk, I feel uh, yeah, I feel like, a, like an 80s talk show host, I'm very... Uh, very excited about that. Um, yeah, it sounds a lot clearer. So, <laughs> well, hopefully, do. by the noise canceling, won't uh, cancel out the noise of my voice anymore, like it had been doing for a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so uh, speaking of Discord, though, um, uh, this guy David uh, joined Discord, and he's a really cool guy. Um, and he found uh, just based on what we were talking about last week, he found not one but two Jim and the Holograms podcasts. Oh, um, really, I missed that completely. Yeah, one of them is basically dead. I think they did a couple of episodes back in 2015 or something. Um, but there's another one called Gym Girls uh, that has like, they have almost 100 episodes. They have like 80, some like 80 or 90 episodes of, of this thing. Um, I didn't know there were any episodes of uh, Gym and the Holograms. Uh, well, they, they cover they cover other stuff too, though. They cover like a lot of other stuff. And um, okay. uh, but, um, so, but I've been delving into that show a little bit and I, I like it. It's not quite what I was looking for because what I said last week was... Um, I wanted a show that was like people that are like our age, like, you know, in our forties that grew up with these things and they wanted to like, you know, like, like look at the nostalgia factor of these things. And uh, th this is more like two like millennial age uh, people. It's a guy and a girl that they, they sort of like unearth this older stuff. And like, it, as like an artifact of a time that they didn't grow up, that they weren't really aware of, which is, which is cool, which is also cool, but not quite what I had in mind, but I really liked the yeah. I really liked the, the, the show a lot. Um, but they have a lot of enthusiasm, but is but a lot of times it's almost them kind of like, like I don't feel like they're like like trash talking this show, but they're definitely like, you know, looking at it from a different perspective than what we look at Transformers. At. Yeah, um, kind of like uh, kind of like isn't this quaint? Look at this thing. A, a little bit, but but I, they have a, they're really enthusiastic about it, and uh, and they're That's actually pretty enough. funny. So I I enjoy the show. But um, something I found out is that did you know there was a Jim and the Holograms movie in 2015, like a live action movie? I did. Um, it didn't do that well though. But uh, I think apparently it was it was real bad. Apparently, but it it, it, <laughs> it had uh, like Julia Lewis was in it and uh, yeah. Molly Ringwald and um, but also a uh, Kesha was was in this as the singer of the Misfits, and I thought that was pretty. Thought what? that was pretty. <laughs> Yeah, that's great pizzazz she was the singer of the misfits um uh yeah i thought oh god i'm trying to think i remember seeing trailers for that um i don't know wasn't jillian lewis like a manager or something like that or yeah she, something like that i yeah. I'm, I'm not sure it's it, i it's, vaguely it's, remember the the trailer but i don't remember i obviously never watched it or obviously would have done so much better if i watched it no um i actually just i i kept seeing trailers i thought that looks terrible um not for me whatever but, I mean, you know. Josie and the Pussycats was the real Jim and the Holograms movie because that movie was actually feels good. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never, I, I, I watched like parts of that one too, but I never really watched that either. But. It's really good. You should, you should check it out. It's, it's very, it's very good. It's very funny and very meta. Um, but uh, David also asked, um, and this was a good, this was a good question, and I didn't want to get, I didn't want to delve too, too much in it, into it, into Discord on Discord because it was such a good, such good content. But um, uh, wh what IP would you bring if you could bring back an IP? What would you bring back? And so we talked about this and so we decided to go with like one cartoon and one something else. So mm -hmm. if you could bring back an IP, what, what IP would you want to bring back? Man, I've already, I've already done my gush in the, uh, the, uh, discord about this, but, uh, obviously, uh, Exo Squad. And that's a show I'd like to, um, I'd like to do, a uh, subdivisions on because it is such a good show. It was, it was a show that came out, I think in 93, it, uh, dealt with a, a lot of very, um, heavy topics for what we, we consider a cartoon. Um, I mean, slavery, um, it dealt, dealt with, um, you know, actually dealt with concentration camps, dealt with um, genocide. It dealt with um, a lot of heavy uh, themes that you don't see, um, you know, cartoons as they were, you know, in all mm -hmm. the way to um, who's right. The, uh, the oppressors or the oppressed. And when they become the oppressed, the oppressors, 
are they, do they have a right to be, you know, be free also? There's a lot of uh, really good concepts in the show and uh, very heavy uh, handed, you know, themes. I mean, it was, there was no beating around the bush. It was, you knew what was going on. It was almost like Band of Brothers in space. Like you follow I, one, one, uh, one crew. Right. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember that, that coming out and, uh, really liking the, I thought the toys were really cool, even though I, I'd kind of aged out of toys at that point. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember like hearing a lot of good about the cartoon and I caught, cause it was like, um, what do you call it? serialized so it was oh, you know, like much. everything built on everything else and it was like at that time in my life it was hard to for me to you know catch anything on, like on a regular basis because it was like you just you know you're 18 you're you know constantly like going out and doing you know doing things or whatever but yeah I, I yeah heard it was i heard it was really good i heard that was really good so um yeah a lot of the problem it had is uh it became a uh, second season became um oh my gosh what is the term when something becomes uh you, you basically have control of whatever time at times like you want to put into um oh it got like uh like, like time like slot shifted or syndicated or whatever. well yeah it got syndicated it went to syndication yeah. and it got slot shifted a lot and a lot of the uh, a lot of uh channels will put it up like 4 a.m you know no kids get up before you watch show like you know everyone set their their vcrs <laughs> like, up before you know. yeah right. and some people will set their vcrs to record it my, my buddy matt did that uh so that's why mm-hmm. i got a lot of the season two episodes but uh it's like they I, there was a and there's a podcast out there called Toy Galaxy, which goes into the uh, fight with FASA a lot. Um, there was a, this whole thing with like, um, it was doing with Battletech. Like they wanted to do a Battletech cartoon and yeah, Universal's. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Universal <laughs> basically said, hey, these are kind of cool concepts, but we can do better. So Michael Edens, um, I think and Paul Edens, they went together and they they kind of wrote a show Bible. Uh, Will Munia, who does, who's, Ton, has tons to his credit for animation during the uh, uh, late 70s, early 80s, and, and through the early 90s. Um, he was the, uh, I think, the showrunner who's directed a lot of the shows. Anyway, there was a, there was a lot done to basically set up to fail. And it did. And um, it's terrible because it was some great writing in that show. Fantastic. And there's a podcast about them I I was used to listen to called Exo Friends. And another one that uh, David actually introduced me to called Exo Squad Goals. Uh, both of them are no longer putting out um content, but uh because X Squad Goals actually did the entire run, which is oh, really nice. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And so, anyways, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll uh for because I can go on all day about this. So, what, what about you, man? <laughs> uh, man, for, for cartoons, man, I, I like I, I reflectively just I said none, which is which is that's dismissive, and I, I don't mean to be like that, but like my, my stance is that like I, I don't really watch cartoons um mm-hmm. and so I, I just i just don't really care and anyway like a ton of stuff's already been brought back like like ducktales has been brought back and um you know so many like so many shows have been brought back and on some level and like to varying you know degrees of success and that's and that's fine like mm-hmm. i just i just don't watch a lot of that kind of stuff so it's you know bring back whatever but um i mean if you want to give me like like a Heathcliff reboot with him, like eating like fish skeletons off of garbage can lids. I, I'm, I'm here for that. Um, uh, it, you know, or like, it, but it, it, actually, you know, what would be cool um, yeah. is a, uh, a heavy metal style um, anthology show, I think would be, would be really cool. Be great. Where, where yeah. you know, like every, you know, every episode is like a 30 minute thing where it's, you know, it's something, some other kind of weirdo, you know, fantasy or sci-fi or yeah, thing yeah. or some, or something like that. I think, I think that would be pretty cool. I, I don't know if that's really like, bringing back an ip or anything like that but th- i mean there was that oh, th- didn't sci-fi do like like metal herlant like uh, a few years ago that was like so it was th- i mean that's that's heavy metal um yeah I, I don't i don't remember that i mean maybe they did i just missed it completely and i need to find it now because I, 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 I don't think i ever watched it but i think it was i think it was live action though um hmm. it uh because i mean metal herlant was the original it was the the original name for heavy metal in french because it yeah. means screaming metal in french but um but uh, I tell you what, uh, something. And this isn't like an IP, but this is more like a concept um, that, that I missed from the '80s, where they would do these like kids' cartoon versions of like rated R movies. Like you remember, there was there were like a ton of these in the '80s. Remember, like there was like the Rambo uh, or like Police Academy, uh, you know, cartoons. Like, oh, like yeah. there were there were like a bunch of those, and like oh, yeah, yeah. You know, things that weren't for kids. These things were not for kids, but they were making like Toxic Crusaders. What's Toxic Crusaders? That is the oh my god, exactly. Yeah. And you know, they were making a ton of these things in the 80s. And let's do something yeah. like that. Let's do like a John Wick cartoon. Let's do like a John Wick. <laughs> <anime>. <laughs> or, uh, there's teddy bears of people. 
Eddie. Like, can I get like Midsummer, the animated series, like the H24? Oh, animated God, series? yeah. Can I get that? Like, oh, we, that, how, do you, how do you G rate that? Yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. the, the matriarch and patriarch are just going to jump off this cliff into marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> can we get like the witch, like the animated witch? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm there for that. <laughs> it's like, what oh. is it, Black, Black Tom? Hereditary, <laughs> maybe Mandy, oh, animated oh Mandy. Can we get that? <laughs> I, I don't know how to be into that. That sounds that sounds amazing, but uh oh. Um yeah, honestly though, if we're talking like a cartoon and like an IP, I'll say like I, is it is it not possible? And I don't even think you could really get the same kind of feeling again. Because the it really was really a, a cast um forward show is uh, married married with children. Oh, and man. When I was younger, I couldn't get into it as much. But I went back and later and watched it. Like this is funny, but this is almost it's like good. It's almost like All in the Family, but the '80s edition of All in the Family. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you, once again, you you really can't do the things they had in that show now because it just wouldn't work. Yeah, uh, I, I don't I don't feel like you know during our current um, our current country you know, standing or you know how people get very sensitive about certain things you were able to get away with a lot more then and not saying that was a good thing or a bad thing, but um, you know, it was, it was a, uh, it was a show at the time and it was really good. Yeah. It's that was must watch TV for me back then. That was uh, yeah. like that in the Simpsons. That was cause to me, that to me, that was almost like a live action Simpsons. You know, it was like, you know, this kind of downtrodden, like, you know, like I mean, they, they portray him as like poor <laughs> people almost, but it was like, like I'll money worked in a shoe store and he had a, and he had a two-story house and a, a uh, car and yep. the mean, 80s, man. <laughs> like the economy was so good back then. Though. Yeah. It, it was a way different kind of economy. <laughs> um, that worked. No, not really, but oh it, you know something I would like to see uh do something good with though. And uh, not in the not in the way they've been doing it, but um I would like to see like uh like like Amazon or somebody pick up like Judge Dredd as a series. Is um, yes. I, I was uh, I was a big fan of of Judge Dredd comics, and what was cool yeah. about the, the comics is they were always like these little stories, these little these short, you know, like ten page stories. Sometimes they were longer ones, but you know, usually they were like, just kind of like sound bites almost. And um, so, like, there have been two Judge Dredd movies. Both of them were varying levels of quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, like, I, I don't know. The, the Stallone one is like it's fun, but it's not. It's good. Yeah, yeah. The, the Carl Urban one I love, but oh, yeah, it, too. it's basically just the raid you know it's it's like the raid redemption with a dude in a judge red suit which is fine which is you know that's that's <laughs> fine and all but um i don't, I don't know I, I would i would like to see like a them like just delve into like the weirdo stuff and you know in judge dread and like a like a you know like a short form thing i think i think that would that would probably be my, my number one thing that i'd like to yeah i mean as long as they didn't go into the uh judge death and all that sort of stuff because i think that's you get into that stuff it's almost like going into uh venom I get that, but I think the problem with that is once you start doing that, you can't scale back to regular stories. And, you know, you um, it'd be cool to have that weird stuff. But then again, I think you'd have to kind of work to it, not jump that in the first season. Maybe have like a, a hint something's coming. You know, they doing things well, like I mean, this. yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can because I mean, that, that's like the iconic Judge Dredd story, though. So, I mean, you know, yeah. Like, you could do that as like the 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 series finale or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. You know, like season one, you know, you do like cursed Earth or whatever. But I want to see like that weirdo stuff of with like the the Olympics on the moon and um, <laughs> the, like the the fat like the the League of Fatties where they were seeing who could be who was the fattest dude in Mega City. <laughs> oh stuff. God, that and that's that that beauty of that stuff. It's it's almost like a, it's a meta on you know the the, the time right now. Which is fantastic. I think, I think it would work really well. Right it would now. work real well. It definitely have to be Amazon though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely. But uh, but hey, uh, hey, done about Island too. Um, <laughs> nice transition. Island too. <laughs> more, uh, more Don, more Don Glut, more Don. Well, Glut, yeah, of uh, course he's uh, he's the dinosaur, dinosaur um writer for Transformers, and we start with a recap by the narrator. Oh, the narrator's back. I love him. It, but it's like it's a really quick recap though, because really not a lot happened. They go to the island and uh Septicon starts stealing energy. And then we have a barbarian on a mammoth. But <laughs> that's kind of how the uh, the the first episode went. Oh yeah, by the way, there are a lot of new characters just tossed in there. 
they dump so many dudes in this episode but i um, love the second episode though the second part of this they have all their little moments to say who they are and what they do oh, um, man um <laughs> so it, we start here with a cool pan uh, on the uh like the 1960s textbook painting of a of the of the island so which was which is starting off with at a high note with the narrator talking over it and all yeah. like that but 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 so Starscream here is trying to warn Megatron about the stability of the island and how it's it's hanging precariously in the sea of time. So Starscream just came up with a plot for a prog rock concept album here. Perfect. So like Emerson Lake and Palmer are gonna record this. They're gonna they hear this and they're like, oh man, we're gonna make we gotta make an album about the the precarious you know sea of time or whatever. And this is gonna do this, man. He talked which about what, what, well well well, hold on, because I guess in 1985 it would have been Emerson Lake and Powell, I think, because oh, uh, really? Emerson Lake and Palmer were, were split up at that point. Anyway, oh. but Megatron, who the the jock who only listens to like Huey Lewis in the news, <laughs> he's not having this. He doesn't want to hear this, and he's like, no, 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 no. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep on siphoning this energy off. Um, he goes, you ever listen to sports? I think it was one of the best albums. <laughs> hey, so anyway. speaking of Emerson Lake and Palmer, though, right? Yeah. So these dudes were a band for like ten years, uh-huh. and. And, uh, and they got that cool, H.R. Giger designed that cool uh, ELP logo for him. So, and they went by ELP for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so when they got back together and like like Palmer didn't want to be with them anymore. And wow. so they needed another drummer, right? So do you think when they were looking for another drummer, they were like, <laughs> like, okay, like you're a good drummer and all, but like you're, you don't have a P in your name anywhere. So they had, they had the, that was the number one criteria for a drummer was he's got to have a P name, you think? Look, man, oh we, we, we can't redo this this uh this logo. It's cost man, it was a, a lot. It was a Giger logo. How can you not? How can you trash yeah. a Giger logo? We, know, we, so. so we guys, you this your uh if you answer this indeed job feed uh ad, you've got to be a great drummer. You've got to be really cool into concept um prog rock, and you have to have a last name starts with P. <laughs> last name starts with P. Like uh, we can't That's, redo this merch, man. This merch is printed. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I love it though. Uh, so Starscream immediately he gets sci-fi po- plot points, and like in a, in a meta sort of way, he c- understands all sci-fi plot points in that one line. And then what does Megatron do? Scientific gobbledygook. Scientific gobbledygook. Yeah, he was mad about this. He, he didn't want anything to do. Pissed. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He was um, this whole episode actually. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's yeah. Megatron's kind of falling off the rails here, man, because he was kind yeah. of for a long time in season one. He was kind of a voice of reason a lot of times. And uh, yeah. now Starscream is really kind of becoming the deal. But it, it ties in because the whole thing where he was a scientist. And, uh, and I, yeah, thought that actually, was, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it really gives him a lot of uh, science chops in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Energon Cubes 2.0 continue to work really well. They, they stood at the top of a volcano and just goes, they go, all right. And there's jets of energy that fly up. And there's these little, like, little cones in the model that goes right in there. And this is the most efficient. They can stand like on the side of a ship, you know, and get like sun or something. They don't really have to do any, they, they, all the work's done by the cubes themselves now. They don't do anything. But um, <laughs> here was like the, it was, it was thrust and uh, ramjet. They're like, oh, ramjet. I don't think this is good. Something's wrong here. And then go back to the arc. Cause you know, apparently everything's fine. They just, oh, God. you know, freaking out. Back of the arc, we have Ratchet gets the base all together just in time for the next episode, which you know they're going to destroy the arc again. Um, Dude, this thing gets destroyed more than like the X Men's mansion. It really does. Danger room? No, we have an arc. Right. The uh, there's so whenever Wheeljack and Sparkplug talk too close together, I have to make sure I'm not looking down the paper so I know who's talking because they talk they're the exact same voice. They sound yeah, they sound yeah. Really Jack has a little has a little like hey man on his voice, but it's the same guy, you know, same Chris Lotta. He doesn't really branch out a lot between the two voices. But there's <laughs> a spark plug is like talking about what's going on. He's like, Hey, where's that son of mine? I, I swear to god, I thought he was gonna say son of you know. Son of mine. Who who says that? So it, there's a point where uh, Wheeljack is trying to tune in Teletran One. He's like he's it's like he's got like a like an 80s TV like with a, yeah. with antennas, you know, and he's trying to tune it in. But like uh, Optimus Prime tells him to to do something on it, and he's sitting there with like not turning knobs for like it's like seven or eight seconds of him just like awkwardly like <laughs> turning knobs. Yeah, and then some, and then like some like 
symbols come up on the like some like waveforms come up oh, and then he figures it, out what's it, going on it looks like it looks like uh you know four-dimensional trigonometry going on up on the screen like these these like warping in triangles and like waveforms and all right you see this like this uh spiral galaxy at the, in the <laughs> middle of the screen and obviously that means there's a time vortex oh he figured it right out he's a, he's a smart like, dude. oh well that's what it is Speaking of the time vortex, oh, uh, the barbarians are we back. Go back. We got the bar. Oh, there's my guy on the man. <laughs> so okay, so hold. So as I've said before, I, I usually watch this with the subtitles on, with the closed captioning on. <laughs> I wish I'd done that now. So this time they actually closed captioned the gibberish. Oh, really? So okay, so what he says here, and, and it, it only did it for for like one line, <laughs> and I was just I was so mad that it stopped. So. He comes up and, and what he says here is whoever burrito Roomba, look at this. <laughs> what? Whoever burrito <laughs> Roomba, look at this. That oh, was that, the line. That's, that's the episode title right there. Whoever, <laughs> whoever burrito, burrito, I'm going to this right now. Okay. Look at this. Oh, uh, I, I typed this into my notes real quick. <laughs> Whoever burrito Roomba, look at this. Whoever burrito um, Roomba, look at this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh man. So, I, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm typing this in. I, this is great. Um, great content. Uh, anyway, so they're like just rampaging around uh this little this block, and all the Autobots are um are you know are they're they're driving up. And they're like. There's talking about a traffic jam because obviously, yes, there's going to be a traffic jam when there's woolly mammoths walking around with barbarians. There's like a thousand cars crashed in the, in, the, in this yeah. four way intersection. Only this one, though. Like, yeah, well, we'll, we'll see that. And we're like, oh, maybe we should turn around. Like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep oh. driving and crash into these elephants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love there's barbarian gets off there. He looks in the jewelry store window. He's like, oh, yeah, 27,500. That looks perfect. <laughs> he breaks the window and takes us like a, a, pearl a necklace with diamonds on it. So in modern money, uh, that is $77,000, which they just what have in the window. What kind of store is this? Well, okay. So these these dudes are like, uh, they're wearing like furs and stuff, yeah. but um, they've also got full metal maces. It looks like, like, like it looks like the World of Thunder are the Barbarian. It doesn't look like they're uh, they're like, you know, Stone Age guys. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, those were like, they had like helm, like metal helms on yeah. and everything too. So they, these, dudes, these dudes are a like way more advanced. I think they're sandbagging. I think these oh, dudes, yeah. Are like, yeah, I think they know a little more than, than they let on. So they've um, got these great, crazy, like looking, um, almost that looks very Buck Rogers, like this, like sash in like gold, you know, leather stuff. Yeah. It looks very old Buck Rogers. So maybe there's um, uh, there's one of these guys that have a beard though, which is weird because they all had beards except for one guy. He was he's the young, he was a young barbarian, I guess. I don't know. It's for shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he so hasn't he hasn't grown his beard yet because he hasn't uh, conquered conquered something. I don't know. Shiolu. Um, but um, <laughs> one of the mammoths sits down on a newsstand and uh busts himself open. There's blood like gushing everywhere, and I guess the sensors missed this. I don't like. Yeah, I mean that doesn't well that doesn't usually happen. But anyways, so yeah, there's um, they show up and Optimus Prime has the weirdest line. He's like he's proselytizing something to the other uh, Autobots. He's like, remember. These creatures are flesh and blood, not unfeeling machines like the Decepticons. It's like, dude, a little shade. It, it is, because obviously, like, like, Starstream gets his feelings hurt all the time. All the time? He's constantly, he's made of emotions. <laughs> he's an emotional I mean, wreck. He's a, he's a theater kid. Yes, he <laughs> As a high school theater guy, yeah, he is. <laughs> also a high school beater guy. Yes. Um, so we, <laughs> we've ruined the talk here. So the, the beardless barbarian um, sees a fire hydrant and smashes it with a mace and he gets what washed off the screen immediately. This was, this was really funny. I had to back that a few times. He's not getting his beard this day. Yeah. <laughs> he got bested yeah. by the fire hydrant. There was another one uh, that uh, he was fighting some garbage cans. Um, these dude, these guys are true barbarians in every sense of the word. These dudes just see everything and they just want to fight everything, dude. Like they, yeah, they're uh, fantastic. These guys are great. So, um, sorry, I think throw there. So, uh, Ironhide goes and th this is, by the way, this is a dad joke pun uh, fight. Um, what, what does he say? Like, 
Hey, don't you guys know their laws against littering? Well, stick around until you do and spray the mucilage. Yeah, um, I don't yeah know that, was a, that was a good one. Um, Sunstreaker comes out and he asks one of the mammoths if he packed his trunk. You get it? <laughs> yes, yes, and, yes. And then he body slammed him. But uh, yeah, so um, they're they're sitting there beating uh, the back of um, like Sunstreaker's shins, and he's he goes, you know, what what do you say? He was like something about unwashed barbarians. There you go. Why you unwashed primitives? And then suddenly it turns into smoking the bandit too. They're trying to put elephants in the back of Optimus Prime's trailer. Yeah. Um, so they just, yeah, they, they put all of them in, in the Optimus Prime's trailer. Uh, a mammoth is, uh, a woolly mammoth is about 12 feet tall uh, at, at the at the highest. And a tractor trailer is uh, about eight feet tall. So um, I'm just glad that the, the size shifting is consistent, not only with robots, but also with uh, prehistoric animals. It's really made it in the trailer bigger. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's this, there's this great th- thing though. He turns around and he's like, oh no, the, the, the time warp is closing so he stops and parks and talks about it oh god he said it was like a couple like a minute where he's like oh no whoa hold on it's gonna close and then he did he outlines the, the con like the ramifications of it closing <laughs> like so why did they put him in the truck why did they put him in the truck in the first place i don't know like, they I thought he was gonna like, like motion six so they're like more more like you know more docile i'll bring you around shake you around a little bit so you you know you're not you ever put a cat into a into a like a travel into like a travel cage? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, imagine it's doing that like three like five thousand pound things. Yeah, they're gonna freak out in there. And then the uh, the barbarians who are obviously destroying everything that's there that's in front of them, like you know fire hydrants, um, play glass windows, so they can get jewelry, um, trash cans, newsstands. They don't care. So yeah, they're gonna put that at the back of uh, Prime's trailer. But yeah, man, I was sort of like thinking. Is this the plot of Smoking the Bandit 2, except it was like a mom, elephant, and a baby or something? I've I haven't seen that in years. I can't remember. It's been it's been a long, yeah. long time. But um <laughs> so they call these these uh woolly mammoths, I call them walking shag rugs, which oh, is yeah. uh which is a good a big uh kind of a Star Wars shout out there from New Hope. Um but see, here's the deal. So like the Autobots are trying to get these uh, these barbarians and these um mammoths into this portal. Yeah, and so they're just shooting at them again. Their solution to everything is just shoot at it, and uh, and even the, the portal's closing. So their <laughs> solution to keeping the portal open is to shoot at the portal, keep the portal open. Like that, like that's all these guys know is is just shooting lasers. It's, who's um, the, who's so the, the bad guys again? These guys are terrified. <laughs> yeah, these guys are absolutely terrified. <laughs> so, um, so the good guys here are uh, showing this house done. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, they're uh, they're basically hurting they're 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 hurting um, the barbarians and uh, mass or mammoths with their guns. Which um, yeah, let's let's hear for the good guys. And uh, at that point, they're trying to figure out how they can how, how they can see you know see about what's going on with all this. And uh, lo and behold, they say uh, I think Spike says something about you know finding Chip Chase. Oh, when we have him coming back, apparently he's Return taking Chip. Yeah, Return he's, Chip. He's taking this time out of doing world. I guess level of solving problem solving to come help them out. You know, he's slumming for a day, and uh, yeah, he goes in there and he starts playing around on uh, Teletran One, and kind of doing the same thing, you know, like you know, pulling in you know trigonometry and you know geometry on on the screen until they figure out that it's all coming from Dinobot Island. But in the and meantime, then, yeah, oh my, oh my they, god, they. <laughs> More time vortexes are opening up. Oh, is that no, 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 not even that. No, no, no. So we get we, we get the official intros of two yeah. new Autobots. We get Beach Homer. Like, if you need geology type info, hey, just call yours truly. Dude, Autobot beatnik geologist. He's supposed to sound like a hippie or something, or, or a beatnik. He sounds like like a, a really bad movie producer's version of, <laughs> uh, of a hippie. This guy is awful. This guy is terrible. But then here comes this nerd perceptor. And uh, yeah. this guy's going to get shoved into a locker at some point. This guy, like, if you need to, if you need someone to translate to you, let me know. Like, dude, this guy, this Poindexter, he's going to get oh, so beat up. As I, my, my notes on this were uh, Beachcomber, Autobot, Beatnik, Geologist. Perceptor, also a scientist. <laughs> he's like, yeah, and also him. Also a scientist. <laughs> So, pirate ship wow. time warp opens up. <laughs> so there's this yacht. We have this this fancy yacht with these two sexy 1980s women on it. Um, 
and one dude on here. Um, this guy's cool. This captain of the ship is cool, man. He's yeah, uh, he's got like a mustache and, and a captain's hat. He's also wearing a yellow sweater and jeans, and but the ladies are just wearing bikinis. So he's got to be dumping sweat. He's got to be so hot on on in this thing, right? But like, True. so <laughs> so these these pirates come out of a portal, and they're like they're gonna they're gonna take all these guys away. Look like like. He could have just turned around and, and and just sped away. He's in like a like a power like a motored yacht, which is. I'll, I'll look this up because I'm su- because I'm such a nerd. I, I'm yes. such a perceptor here that I decided to look up the top speeds of a galleon and also a uh, and also like a, a modern yacht. And so Dude, I, I, I am yeah, not at all shocked. Okay, but please go on. I was real mad about. I was really angry about this because like a, a galleon <laughs> goes about like eight knots. You can do about eight knots in a galleon. You can do about like you, you can do about three times that in a yacht. So he literally could have just turned and gotten away from these pirates, and just the pirates <laughs> just would have just been adrift in the in, in the middle in the middle of the ocean. So whatever. I love you. Uh, love you time to do that. Yeah, it was it was it was kind of funny, so it was fine. Uh, that, that's that's pretty much that's that's on that's on uh, pretty much on for you. Like I'm gonna look this up because dude, it's yeah, you're putting too much. <laughs> i don't know if you're aware of this but we look we take we see if there's any real world factors that factored into the, the episode oh my this god intro, are you are you quoting the intro back to me oh my god i'm of you're playing with toys in my hand and you're quoting the intro back at me oh, oh so yeah their real world factor did not creep into this because obviously they can get away from this like grappling hook on a rope with probably it's got like four huge engines going on the back of this yacht you've seen mega yachts i've seen them like because you know grew up on the gulf coast you're like what is that thing on the back of that's the engine oh my god that's that's an engine there's four of them oh okay yeah are like my man's got some evan roods on there or something you know he knows come on man this is just top of the line (laughs) but also let's see you also have a a, uh, another time warp open up in front of a biker gang with cowboys. This is about These to get cool. Outlaws, dude. We got outlaws. We got some. Uh, there's some uh, some bikers around to the desert, and um, they see this time warp open. And uh, what do they do? In typical biker fight, they just keep going towards it. They don't even stop or anything. They don't even say anything. They just and keep the, on. They just the keep on. Best thing about this is it's like outlaws facing off against possible of the outlaws. You know the biker gang. Oh. Like right I know, off. I know. It's it's yeah, exactly. It's 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 the two sides of the same coin here. Oh, are these um, real world factors creeping into the show? <laughs> real world factors are creeping into the show. Um, so we cut we cut back to the to the ocean, and uh, so there's a, a car on skis here in the ocean. What, what, who is this? Hydrofoils. Cliff jumper. Who is this? As cliff jumper. As cliff jumper. He doesn't need <laughs> any wheels, man. But oh, even better, God. here's so tracks and sea spray. They show up too. Trax is flying. He's that's cool. He's so he basically is a, is he's out of himself as a triple changer here. Yeah, hey, sort of. You know, he basically sort of. like, he he pulls in full on uh, Trax mode here, talking about well, well yeah, it shouldn't have to transform from my beautiful alt mode, or I don't know how he puts it. His his car Dude, is gorgeous. Tracks may as well have us like a sweater tied around his shoulders and a tennis racket here. This dude, he has one of those voices where he can just talk with his jaw clenched all the yeah. time. Like, <laughs> like if he was a person, his name would be something like Jefferson Carnegie the Third. Um, Rupert, but <laughs> Rupert Carnegie the Third. See, so, uh, he belongs under Revenge of the Nerds with a uh, with a like a uh, the uh, what was it, the um, Alpha Beta uh, sweater on. Oh, he's a bad guy. He's a bad yeah. guy from an 80s movie. He's, oh, yeah. he's he totally, totally like a... Is. Yeah, he has a girlfriend named Murphy or something like that. Murphy. So... He shoots darkness? Is that his, oh. is that his weapon? He shoots darkness? Yeah, yeah. He's, like a, he's got like a darkness gunner. I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't... But he shoots like black metal me- at the, at the, at the I, ship, I, I was going to say... A metal dude should shoot darkness, not him. He should like oppress people or have like a an ability where he, he like forecloses their house or, or like repossesses the boat. Down a second, I gotta not uh, tell you what's on my mind on that one. But anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> sea spray pulling on the merman vo- voice. Hey, yeah, I, I'm yeah, not attempt to do it because that that yeah. He said he's not like a murloc from World of Warcraft. He does sound like a murloc. Oh God. 
yeah anyways so, so they, they push they get out they swim and they push this this galleon back through the portal tracks once again pulling off the i'm just gonna like stand in water and get traction to push yeah, I mean, yeah he, he's getting slowing them down for all we know hey you know what yeah he's dead weight the sea spray is doing all the work here um but <laughs> oh man oh, here we go here we go this is oh it gets so good here so we've got this standoff between the outlaws on the horses and the bikers on the motorcycles and yeah. so Evan, I'm here for this, man. Like in every like medieval movie or fantasy movie or whatever like that, my favorite part is like the clash when the two armies like charge at each other. And that that, that second, the music always stops. The music always stops. And it's you get this big thing that happens in like Braveheart and like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or whatever. But but even more than that, I love cavalry charge. Like oh, yeah. the two towers, like I love or in uh, you know, you know, Return of the King. Like I love the cavalry charge. Um and classic to the point where the point where what's that? But in classic 80s fashion, though, with a biker gang, oh. I'll, go ahead. You know, you're all oh, I was so excited about this. I had to pause this and bring up like a like a comp a compilation video of famous cavalry charge scenes and watch that because I was so hyped up about the cavalry charge here. <laughs> I was I was so into I was so into this. Um, and the, uh, the chain comes it, out. It, dude, he's got the chain. And this is this is the like the most like Warhammer thing because it's got motorcycles versus horses. I've got like <laughs> I've got like everything here is is this not, is great not wrong um, actually yeah yeah because i mean like the only thing if it was like some skeleton somewhere it would have been a little more metal <laughs> but, um, but so the, the two leaders of this they do the charge and like they like unseat each other you know the dudes the, the biker yeah, guy's got the, the, chain, the horse which is jumps off and like tackles the guy on the bike tackles him and they're they're like wrestling around but this was great because while this happened like one of the other cowboys jumps off of his horse and and he decides he's going to get the motorcycle and and he immediately crashes into a tree, which is the most accurate thing that has happened in all of Transformers so far. I was going to say the same thing. You know, if he picks it up, like, and tell you, turn this, and like, he, he kicks it in the first gear and runs it right into the tree and like crashes and goes, <laughs> he just immediately oh, crashes. Well, apparently, I, like, I can't do that. Well, because I, I was like, oh man, this is he's going to get on that thing and know how to work it and all this stuff. He just gets on it. He just <laughs> he just like Wait, it's, it's like, like American Graffiti where they crash the Vespa into the movie. It, are you? It was, are you? Yeah, actually. Are you telling me this is another uh, real world factor that crept into the writing? Real world factor crept into the episode <laughs> here. Um, it's, it's Autobots, Autobots show up. All the Autobots uh, and, and all the Autobot like sirens going off and then jazz. They all jazz. show up. It's all the first responders and then jazz also. <laughs> and um, one of the uh, one of the um, the cowboys uh talking horseless carriages he's real uh <laughs> yeah by this um yeah uh, man i love this though because uh red alert gets up there's like no and like Misha shoots at them and he has his, his voice is so i as soon as i heard it I'm like that's oh, red alert and uh they already red alert and inferno have this really almost abusive relationship thing you know like emotionally abusive relationship and it already starts well you're gonna let me do it all inferno yeah, that that line. I'm going. Oh God, I remember these guys. Um, so yeah. hey, so speaking speaking of uh, of Red Alert, um, apparently last week when they first he first showed up in the episode, I called him First Aid like a hundred times, and mm-hmm. um, and, and I didn't realize that until somebody <laughs> called me out in Discord. Like uh, I think like uh, Black Zarek or somebody called me out in Discord, and uh, I had I, I didn't I was like, oh yeah, he's called First Aid. So my bad, Transformers um, fandom. My so bad. I'm sorry. I, I, um, I got to say something though. You did apparently, it on purpose. You called him that, didn't you? I, I, I actually, I did. I accidentally called him that at first. <laughs> you, you picked up. <laughs> You're supposed to be the lifelong fan. But there's another character, first aid, and who's on an ambulance, and I, I completely like, I can't, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I did that. Then you ran with it the entire episode, and we were me and oh god, me and uh, me and Boo were laughing about that. Oh my you, god. god! Oh my god! You guys set me <laughs> so, up a failure over here. Yeah. So, uh, yep, that was uh, was me, and uh, I led you down the wrong path. So you're welcome. <laughs> so yeah. I hate the show. <laughs> so back at base, uh, like Warpath, Beachcomber, Smokescreen, Perceptor, and pretty much everyone else on the base, grab a jetpack. Let's go to Dinobot Island. But during in the meantime. Apparently, the Dinobots were not sitting down there just dead. They were like burning away the tar from down below. What, they boiled it away. Is that what they did? Essentially, yeah. 
because th- there was no indicate it was like literally a shot of the mm-hmm. of the tar pit and then like it just dissolved away it, it didn't even like the level didn't go down it just it just faded away and then it was gone i almost expect to hear that remember that, that 80s um like almost like magic sounds like wah, wah, wah. you know i expected to hear that it went away so fast and then they just sit around and burn each other until all the tar burns off they burn the tar off yeah yeah of each other and uh that was pretty that was pretty funny um uh and then but then they what do they do when they're done they flew off in robot mode. Yeah. Well, like, they don't need jet. They don't need jetpacks. I don't need uh, these guys are. So, uh, Starscream is once again talking sense. Uh, he's like, if you know, if we keep doing this, it could cause a chain reaction, and the entire world could explode. The Earth could explode. And Megatron goes, "I don't care if the Earth explodes. We can always relocate. Like it's their summer home. Where okay. are they gonna go? Are they gonna go to the moon?" Where's Cybertron? Cybertron's still hanging out there somewhere, isn't it? It's like it's at this point, it's like drifting freely somewhere. Oh god. All right. they, they, um, I don't know. I remember last we saw um Megatron's ship explosion like slung slung it out into the solar system. Dude, who knows, man? <laughs> um the Dinobots called the Decepticons, Decepticrumbs. Um oh, yes. uh, these terrible uh, things here. We have six jets now. We have six uh Decepticon jets. Yeah, actually, one of my favorite ones, uh, Dirge, finally shows up. Who's the uh, blue with like he's got kind of khakiish yellow wings, and I, and I love the um, the the call they call them the Coneheads. Um, they're great because Dirge, he his whole thing was like he flies over like I don't know his engines sound like this Dirge, and it's like it emotionally affects everyone on the battlefield or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Ramjet. What, what are they? What are they called? What What are these? Three, uh, what, are, what are the names? Oh, uh, well, they're they're colloquially called the Coneheads because they. What what, what, are, what are their names? What are, what oh, are uh, the Ram Ramjet. Sorry about that. If you get beamed. Uh Ramjet, you have Dirge, and you have Thrust. Um, okay. Thrust is the red one. Ramjet's the white one, and Dirge is the blue one. But uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I'm a big fan of them. I'm glad they uh, they showed up because they're kind of fun. Ramjet's an idiot who rams everything with his nose. Um, Thrust, I don't really know. If there's anything, you know, really. Tossing him out as a different personality, but whatever. I think he looks cool enough, if nothing else. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> during this whole fight with uh, you know, Megatron's basically saying, "I don't care, we can go somewhere else." Then we have Warpath. Zowie, wham! He, he just talks like a crazy person, God, and uh, nerd. he's great. <laughs> and that's during this whole uh, battle. Uh, Megatron says Soundwave prepare to receive and that was the worst out of context line of this entire episode <laughs> so, um, and then like there's a, just a bunch of different lines going on there's this battle going on there's earthquakes and stuff and obviously the, the, the Dinobot Island is falling apart and uh, Beachcomber has his other line in there he goes like I hope we don't destroy this place before we can study it Finally, somebody sees the, the gravity of, of how cool this place is and how yeah. uh, how scientifically important it is. Um, He's a geologist. But on the other hand, uh, that nerd perceptor shows up and he immediately gets blown up. He's a this guy's a jobber, man. He's like the Brooklyn yeah. brawler. He was pretty worthless. I don't even know why he's there. Oh god, that's terrible. He, he didn't even he didn't even science anything in this. Yeah, he did not. <laughs> there's this, this scene where um the Blitzwing is going after. I can't remember who's going after. He's he's shooting somebody. And uh, Warpath shows up and, hey, Blitzwing, tank you. It's like, God. But yeah, that was real dumb. But we got, we got a, a cool we got a cool tank duel here. We got like Fury here. It's oh, uh, great. This was, this was pretty cool. Thank um, you. <laughs> oh, man, that was good. Um, at some point here, though, like like Grimlock became like a Frankenstein William Wallace, and uh, he recruited all these dinosaurs to come fight with him. He did. And uh, so now, so we upped the ante, and we now we've got like a dinosaur versus robot charge. I get like another charge in this one. So this is uh, this is real cool. Um, T-Rexes uh, taking jets out of the air, things like that. Uh yeah yeah that was uh, that was yeah yeah the jets are in the air and some of them even go into like Robotech like Gerwalk mode they go into like Guardian mode yeah uh, it was, was a weird thing where they cool. they kind of like did, did their legs down kind of like breaking mm-hmm. yeah right like, very 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 quickly but you know obviously obviously you can tell there are people who are fans of uh Macross in this animating this or whatever but uh yeah I mean battle happens uh the dinosaur dinosaurs turn the tide mm-hmm. and um and okay. 
So the Autobots' way to combat the uh, the problem with uh, the energy begin being siphoned off is just blow it all up. So it goes back and like forms these purple clouds and goes back into the island and everything's fine. I, I don't understand how it works, but okay. I mean, if they could have like blown it up and made it go, the energy get back, they could have sat there with like a sniper rifle and just shot the cubes and gone home. Dude, the, the Autobots, yeah, they, they want to release the energy and so they just shoot it. And once yeah. again, their solution to everything is to just shoot things. Yeah, I mean, it works, it works. I guess there was a really funny line here um, when uh, like Megatron was trapped under a bunch of dinosaurs. There was like, it was like, like 20 dinosaurs on top of Megatron and he gets away. And um, uh, Grimlock says, you wrong and you ugly too. <laughs> yes. That was, that was real funny. Um, and the Dinobots get to come home. The Dinobots yeah. have proven themselves that they can control their power somehow and they can come home. Yeah. Basically. Okay. We're, uh, and, you know, I really didn't get that they were, um, that they were exiled. They said that in the narrator at the beginning, like the Donabots who have been exiled to Donabot Island, they they were like sent there, like, okay, guys, learn how to keep your stuff straight. Yeah, they weren't exiled. They're not like going to the the uh, the um, what's it the um, oh my god, what is it? Where do they put um General Zod in the uh, super? Oh, the, the the Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone, yes. Phantom they weren't going Phantom. to the Phantom Zone. They're just going to an island. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Like, yeah, go work on your stuff, dude. Go, go. Take some you time. Go work on yourselves. Yeah. Take a day off. You guys, come, a... you guys come back. You, you guys deserve back. a vacation away from us. Yeah. Um, and, and that was it. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the end. End of, end of a two-part. Uh, honestly, man, this was great. Um, <laughs> this is possibly one of my favorite episodes so far oh, wow. uh, it had every it said everything in it it had yeah, all it, it, first of all it had all these cool like, cavalry and infantry charges in it which is cool i got more barbarians i got more <laughs> barbarian gibberish and you got, got lines what's that you got lines from the uh from the barbarians the lines um i got there was new characters in this it was triple changers um yeah. and there was a really cool dynamic in this episode where all, the autobots were kind of split into these three task forces so <clears> everybody <throat> got a lot of screen time but without it being too jumbled because you didn't have yeah. like 20 characters on the screen you had like three or four and uh, yeah. i thought that was cool um and uh so man overall um and I, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna combine my my rating of this and the previous episode as like the as a as a single oh. thing i'm gonna have to go i'm going four cavalry charges out of you know what no 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 you know what i'm gonna bump it up i'm gonna go four and a half cavalry charges wow yeah i really I, it was a lot of fun i really liked it and uh it was it, it, it was good um and uh animation was fine there was there wasn't mm -hmm. any any acom terribleness and uh it oh. was good it was, I it was good i thought it was a lot of fun yeah yeah, um, I, in the same way, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I um, it was it was a really good way to bring in a lot of characters. If, you, if you're going to do it, have this, I guess, big um, like Earth danger plot point thing, and you bring in a lot of and I, and I love the um, everyone got their little that one line b besides Perceptor, who just yeah, he's yeah, he's living in the closet. He's living that in the closet. Yeah, that guy. Well, that guy's he's, he's no good. It's not it's not his episode. Let's say that. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was really. I said the animation was good. We got to ask the question about real world consequences or factors, real world factors that made it to the writing. Yes. So the writing. To, you got to ask that question, man. We had to bring it up. Perfect. You got to call me out on it. So um, there's all of that. I mean, it was, it was like I said, no animation errors. It was everything's great. Um, some stupid, funny lines in it. And big fan of Starscream being a scientist. So once again, I'm cool with that. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give this um, uh, you know what? I'll I'll bump it to a uh, I'll give us three and a half. Oh God, what was I? What I just had something in mind. Um, um, we'll give it three and a half time warps out of five, and uh, we'll call it good there, man. Um, honestly, it was it was good, and um, I'm you know this, I I'm really kind of I don't know. I'm kind of confused because I remember our season two being. Much worse than this, but I think we're going to get into that stuff sooner than later. But um, so I'm just going to close here with uh, saying, uh, you know, saying thanks to everyone for um, you know, please join the Discord. Um, glad to see David on there. He was uh, the uh, owner of the Audio Nights channel on a uh, 
on uh, YouTube. So really cool. I was, you know, I'd watched a lot of his stuff already. So um, really cool. What, what is that? I didn't get a chance to, to look <clears throat> into that. What is that? They've done a lot of stuff. Um, but one of the things that they did, they took the IDW more than ECI uh, comic run, which is a good comic run actually for um, mm -hmm. like more modern takes on a lot of transformer stuff. And they, uh, they did kind of a, um, a motion comic and with voices. And I mean, they got Richard Newman, who is, um, who was Rhinox and Beast Wars. He's also, um, he's done a lot of voices, but he was also um, General Phaeton and um, Exosquad. Uh, got yeah. him to do some uh, voice, which sounds fantastic. But, uh, you know, he had, they have a lot of really good, um, you know, script reading, kind of like, done like a radio show with uh, okay. images of the uh, comic panels behind it. They did a lot of that. They did a lot of other things too, but that was the thing I, I'd seen a lot. So really cool to see them on there. So once again, building this uh, little community of really cool people. Nice to see that. Uh, so nice. please, if you like to join us in talking about things, um, we go off in tangents pretty heavily, but I try to keep things in, you know, in line. But join the Discord. It's on. It'll be in the show notes um, of your podcast app. And if you're watching on uh, YouTube, give us a thumbs up, you know. Um, or if you're if you have a um, podcast app that has a thing where you can do a rating, send us a rating, you know. Send us a little, you know, thank you or whatever you want to on that, and um, give us a good rating. Hopefully, uh, that would be amazing <laughs> because it would help us uh, others come across us. And if you have a friend who you think might enjoy it, send them a link. I think a lot of people are uh, kind of finding us by happenstance, which is really cool. I like that a lot. And uh, or if you just like like send an email, you can always email us at more than meets these guys at gmail all one word or Ed hates transformers at gmail all one word. So um, I'm gonna call it here, man. And uh, we got Trader coming up next. So okay. that'll be a fun episode. And uh, nothing else. I'm gonna leave you to it, man. You got any kind of quotes? Anything to take us out today? I don't cats ever get tired of being stupid. Ah, uh, be swords. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know, was... Yes, I know. I've seen that one a lot. All right, y'all. Um, thanks for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Roll out. Roll out.